Well, I might as well tell you now. You lot may all be internationals and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Mr. William Bremner, you're the captain and a good one. But you're no good to the team and you're no good to me if you're suspended. I want you fit for every game and I want good, clean, attractive football from my captain starting next week at the Charity Shield. And you, Irishman, God gave you skill, intelligence and the best passing ability in the game. What God did not give you was six studs to wrap around another player's knee. Welcome to Generation Loss, <laughs> show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy, or uh, Bryn. And Jeremy. And Jeremy. Righto. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. It is the week two of the World Cup. The footy ball. The football. The the World Cup. That's why um, everything is late all the time now. Um, <laughs> my whole life has just been completely... Uh, Shit my, and football. My uh, yeah, it's it's been just yeah, potty training and and watching the goddamn footy, like everything <laughs> is every like all Yoga of my bonito. projects are like late or gone or. <laughs> 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 I'm like showing up to album or like not having listened to stuff. Like, <laughs> well, this put, episode isn't late. The, I haven't the put bonus out is the, late. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> I was late on the episode last week. I oh, yeah. uh, I yeah, haven't yeah, put yeah, out my YouTube show. Like nothing is nothing is is happening in in my life except for goddamn World Cup. You've gone full fever pitch. I've gone hog wild <laughs> <laughs> for the damn footy. Uh, well, uh, normally we talk about movies on this show. It's a show about movies, uh, but he, Jeremy is it going is a movie. crazy. The and, World um, Cup is a movie. <laughs> and my Damn, life a movie my life a movie <laughs> my life a movie Brian, i must ask uh have you been watching any world cup i saw you were in the discord at least for one game yes i watched two games i watched watch? the the usa game that USA first wales, one you saw usa wales that mm-hmm. we won yeah no draw no t- tie tie yeah but we i did see the cool goal that we made mm-hmm. very good goal very good goal uh, and then I watched Mexico not win. Also a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one. And uh, that's all. That's all I've watched. I, well, I did like, I've been keeping up a little bit with like whenever the Google alert says exciting. Saudi- <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that yesterday <laughs> that it starts doing that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like Saudi Arabia won. Uh, oh, I also like the one that was like, exciting japan won besides uh 
even though they were outplayed. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like making weird commentary. Yeah. They, um, it's, it's interesting it's very easy to like, if you're, if you're new to the game, if you're new to soccer, if you're just like, I'm going to get into the world cup and you just watch a day's worth of matches and just like want to kill yourself. Cause like <laughs> just thinking of like, like the most exciting day of matches that I've seen so far, like involved a like a a, a complete bullshit draw, like a goalless too, like to, just like uh, yeah. Yesterday, uh, like England versus the USA, zero mm-hmm. zero goalless draw. Yeah, nil, but it was nil, like nil. the best game that I've seen in years. Incredible game. USA played better than <laughs> I've literally in in my almost thirty years of watching them. Never seen them play better than that. Do you think um, they have a chance? At what? I mean, they might advance from the group, but I don't think they'll make it much further than that. I don't um, know how it works. There's so okay, so it's, it's like semifinals and then or it's like so quarter quarterfinals. We're in the group stage right now. Okay. Everybody gets put into a group of four. There are uh, H of them. H. <laughs> <laughs> They're by letters, and I didn't yeah, want. Yeah. I didn't want to count. There's H of them, and uh, you have th- you have four people in your group. You play each of them once, so you play three games, right? And okay. for a win, you get three points. For a draw, you get one point, and the other team gets one point. Uh, and if you lose, you get zero, right? And so yeah. at the end of your three matches, your ranking is you know based on the points that you got from your wins, draws, and losses, right? So draws and aren't are are better than losses. Yes. Um, and whoever has the most points advances to the knockout round. Whoever has the second most points advances to the knockout round in a less advantageous position. Basically, mm-hmm. they, they do like a little flippy do where like, you know, whoever was first in this group plays second from the other group and vice versa. So okay. ideally you want to be leaving in first place. So you get the easier opponents on your way out, though. That's not always the case. Sometimes things just work out weird. Um, for example, yeah. Argentina might lose to Saudi Arabia and <laughs> then they just won't be able to make up the points and they'll be second, even though they're obviously the best team in the group. Mm-hmm. So that being said, USA, good position, not great. They got to win against Iran, which they can do, but they can also completely fuck up and not do. <laughs> That's so funny that we have to fight Iran. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if Iran win, then they go on. And um, there is still a very, very minimal chance that uh, Wales can get through. They've got to beat England. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting last match day. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I don't think they're going. I don't think USA is going further than the first round of the knockouts. But we'll see. And that right. functions like a regular tournament that you're used to. It's just a tree. Right, and it's a it's bracket. One what game. do you call it's it? It's one yeah. game each. Yeah. Yep, and you have to win. There's no draws. What happens if you? Oh, it's overtime. Overtime, and if you don't settle it in overtime, then penalty kicks. Oh classic, yeah, the round of five. A classic Mighty Ducks style shootout. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a, a Vox video on uh, on soccer penalty kicks, mm-hmm. and and what's where's the best place to put it. Interesting. If you're trying to do it, and it's Where apparently, it? it's the upper right corner. Um, mm-hmm. It's like if you if you if you're a nerd and you you put it all into a spreadsheet, every penalty kick from since the 1970s. It's such a fucking, it's such a worthless thing to know, though, because that's like 
extremely hard to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's also, like, it's like, yeah, anybody would have guessed like, yeah, probably top corner would be pretty tough for the keeper to get to. <laughs> and it's also yeah. really hard because you've got two different bars that you might hit. <laughs> right. But then they were also saying that like the most successful has been uh, tricking has mm -hmm. has been doing like a mind game where you just like run at it and then just like lob it in like right over their head <laughs> and they yeah, like I was dive say, to I the bet right down or whatever. the middle works a lot because generally speaking it's just like the strategy for a penalty kick is like the keeper is just like I'm gonna guess which side and that's just I'm gonna commit to <laughs> yeah they, they dive before the kick happens yeah it's crazy um, because that's all you can do because it's gonna come at you really fast you know yeah so uh, I bet just going straight down the center probably works a whole hell of a lot um, it's an interesting video. It's been a very interesting World Cup so far. Um, and you watch the World Cup every year, every four years, every right? four years, yes, uh, always. And I watch the Gold Cup, which is the uh, the local regional tournament for North America, Central America, and the Caribbean, better known as Concacaf. <laughs> <laughs> Concacaf. Yeah, we have. You know, it's like FIFA is is like a nice name for like the global body and like. Uh, mm -hmm. the um, the European one is UEFA and that's like a nice easy one and like the African one is like the AFA and we are CONCACAF CONCACAF <laughs> that's a pretty good one it's Conca pretty rough the CONCACAF Gold Cup and then the South American <laughs> one is like CONMEBOL or something like that They're, they just like are just like way too long and inclusive and it's like it's like how how like pride flags just keep adding a new color every year and you're sure, just like yeah. eventually this is gonna be like every color it's psychotic yeah it looks nuts <laughs> by the way there's somebody I keep it can't seeing be for every why does it have to be for everything I don't get it on my on, on my drive over to my sister-in-law's house, I keep seeing a flag that I've been trying to identify. I feel like I can guess what it is. Uh, it's it's it looks like a pride flag, but the colors are all different gradients of brown. And then there's a paw print, and I have to imagine that it's oh. a furry thing. No, I think that is uh, a kink flag. Just kink in general. I think. I don't actually know. It's like yellow and brown and purple and brown, right? With a paw no, print. No, it's just brown. Uh, All brown with a paw print. With a with a paw print. Yeah, I mean the paw print feels like it's. <laughs> it's got to be furry. Oh, it's a bear flag. It's it's for. Yes, that's it. It's bear. for bears. <laughs> Why yeah. do they have their own pride flag? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's out of control now. You got to stop with this. <laughs> Why does everything like flags aren't even that? I mean, as no, somebody who quite likes flags, I don't think they're that interesting <laughs> that everything <laughs> needs one. Well, what's really odd is like, yeah, the it's, it's got a little yellow and brown in there to, mm -hmm. to gray and black. But it's like you're oppressed for being gay. You're not oppressed for being a hairy fat guy. <laughs> There's no pride in that. Well, it's, no one it's, cares what you look. No, like. it's 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 this is intersectionalism. Bryn is you're you're not looking at the axes of privilege. I think and I the am. axes of oppression, <laughs> in which you're you're oppressed for being gay. You're also body shamed by fat phobes, and you're also. <laughs> You're also hair shamed by <laughs> hairless freaks. <laughs> this is crazy. 
anyway, the World Cup has been pretty wonderful so far. Some interesting storylines beginning to emerge. For example, it seems very likely that a lot of like the big teams aren't going to make it through. There's a lot of like little teams that are overperforming. Australia might make it to the knockouts for the first time ever, I think, or at oh, least for cool. the first time I can remember. Um, that would be pretty fucking tight. Mexico still has a chance. Doesn't look very likely for them, but still has a chance. Uh, Canada got their dicks knocked in the goddamn dirt today. Everybody was really looking forward to them. They were playing pretty well, but they just are so fucking trash. They just fell apart. And uh, otherwise, the fucking coverage has been wild. Where are you watching? Did you watch on just like a stream thing? Yeah, I just watch whatever they're putting in the Discord. We have um, we have my mom's password for Fox Sports, so I'm watching like the official American coverage of it. Oh, and, weird! Like the 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 correspondence team is like so hilariously bad at times because <laughs> like they're really obsessed with like. So in 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 years past, Americans have been like soccer doesn't feel right unless it's a British guy announcing. So they always hire just Americans like British, feel yeah, that way. Because it just doesn't feel authentic if you're not listening what? to British people. So for a long time, just any old British announcer could get a job on American television. So we had okay. just like dog shit guys uh, who just were British and that was their only credibility. And then now <laughs> they're trying this opposite approach where they're like, what if we made it more like NFL? So now it's like so that only, makes more sense to me. It's only Americans and it's only ex-players so it's like some of the dumbest, worst commentary you've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> right now, Landon Donovan, who is like one of the greatest American players of all time, terrible commentator though, just absolutely mm. leaves his. He's the color commentary. The play-by-play guy gets keep gets left in the fucking like just hanging. He'll <laughs> just be like, and uh, and and such and such happens, and uh, and that's. That's the end of that play, you know, and then that's where the color guy is supposed to come and be like, yeah, this reminds me of a time when yeah, I was, yeah. you know, playing in the World Cup and like Donovan will just not say anything and there's been dead <laughs> air for a while. And then the guy has to be like, and they're bringing the ball back now to the center of the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> just has to play by play of something that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> So anyway, looks they're, like they're uh, uh, looks like they're wiping off the ball now. It's a little <laughs> wet. <laughs> We've had a bit of rain here in uh, f- well, Doha, <laughs> Qatar. <laughs> Having a pretty fun time at the hotel. <laughs> Good nice restaurant bar downstairs. And Damn, then, uh, in 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 furtherance of this effort, they've also just brought on an actual NFL player, Chad Ochocinco, who is, really? in his defense, a huge soccer fan and has been a huge nerd about it for a very long time. But he's <laughs> just part of the commentary team is just Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. And they give him like these really stupid segments that are so funny. He's actually my favorite part of the the team right now because of how just like utterly stupid it all is. <laughs> he does a bit where it's just like 
it's it's Chad's day at the World Cup is what it's called. And he and just has like, a camera. I ate a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, it's literally <laughs> stuff like that. It's just like I ate a hot dog at this stadium and then I went to go see Argentina play Mexico and that game was wild. And then <laughs> I met these cool. fans from Canada and they were wearing offensive outfits and we took a picture <laughs> together. By the way, offensive outfits are the biggest thing at this World Cup. What do you I don't mean? Know. Like, I I mean, I guess like maybe it's not racist to wear like the 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 head thing, the 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 whatever you call that, the the, the Native um, American headdress. No, 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 the Arab one. That's like uh, like the Saudi oh, guy, with, like the the sheet the, with like the little the, the halo uh, the, headband the halo thing? thing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like the look, and everybody's doing like. You know, like the the Croatians today had like a red and white checkerboard one of those. <laughs> the Canadians had one with maple leaves on it. <laughs> oh, I like the mascot. And every though. time I see them, I'm like, I'm like, this can't possibly be okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting canceled just looking at it. <laughs> the mascot thing that's a ghost that's that thing. is a ghost of the head thing, yeah. Uh-huh. I love that guy. <laughs> He's wild. He also makes me feel like I'm in trouble every time I look at him. (laughs) What's Um, his name? uh, It's (laughs) something bad. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look it up. What is he called? World Cup mascot. World Cup mascot 2022. (laughs) He's so cute. His name is Laib. 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 He's my favorite. He's just one of those things. Laib is an Arabic word meaning super skilled player. He belongs to a parallel mascot verse that is indescribable. <laughs> everyone is invited to interpret what it looks like. Laib encourages everyone to believe in themselves as, quote, now is all. He will bring the joy of football to everyone. I guess. What is what is the thing called, though? The Gutra. Head thing. Gutra. Gutra. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a type of it's a type of kefier. Okay. Well, um, I feel I feel like I'm in trouble every time I look at him, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's it's got to be like the I fact love that Laib. the fact that the cameras keep <laughs> cutting away to to the guys in the customized versions of it like makes me believe that like there's people in way more offensive outfits that they're choosing not to cut away to (laughs) because they cut away to these guys every single game. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Shit's wild out here. Um, Cool. So who who are you going to hope for to win when USA doesn't win? Uh, So like I said last week, I have a, I have a system of concentric circles around the United States. Whoever is geographically closest to us. Oh, right. Canada is already out. Mexico might make it through, but probably won't. Uh, Costa Rica definitely not making it through. Um, So it looks like it's USA or bust uh, in terms of (laughs) getting out of the groups. And then moving on from there, it... I did try to map it out the other day just as a preemptive measure, and it looks like it's probably going to have to be Brazil. I think they're probably the closest to us. Okay. Uh, which is a shame because that does feel kind of like some bitch shit to be like, I'm rooting for Brazil to win the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> it's like but rooting for the Cowboys. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They are the Cowboys of the world. Sure. Um, is, so that's, but that, it is what it is, I guess. 
Um, because right. what else am I going to do? Fucking not watch the World Cup. Not yeah, I mean, but also it's like the the other big teams that are that have any chance at it are France, who won the last one, so that's also kind of bitch shit. Uh-huh. Uh, England, which suck my dick, never in my life, <laughs> uh, never England, never England ever. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't they haven't won the World Cup since like the sixties, yeah, and no. it is the greatest running bit in world sports like there's no funnier thing in any sport anywhere than the fact that the guys who invented this sport cannot buy a fucking tournament win (laughs) (laughs) i don't even think they've won the euro in a long ass time they keep coming so close but just not making it (laughs) what's the euro the euro is just is the the uefa yeah um okay the european teams and that was like, what Italy just beat their asses in. Does Scotland have a separate team? Mm-hmm. Ireland? And I don't really totally understand why. And anytime you really try to ask people about it, they're like, that's some fucking yank shit. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your stupid rules are. You're not real countries. The country is Great Britain. <laughs> and that's why the real... Olympics won't let you be England. You know, you're Great Britain right. when you play in the Olympics. Because so why you're fucking is it different United here? Kingdom, right? Yeah, and 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 like Catalonia has a national team, but they're not recognized by FIFA. You know, <laughs> like uh-huh. why doesn't it, why do why don't all these like stupid little regions of all the rest of Europe get their own? You know, <laughs> right? It would be like if Texas was like we're going to be in the Olympics, and people mm-hmm. are like fuck off. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't to work me. Like that's them. what it feels like. Yeah, and I don't recognize the difference between Scotland and England, and that's just how I am. <laughs> but Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, however. however. (laughs) (laughs) Ireland is a different country. Different country, different culture, completely. Yeah, not the same. Not the fucking same. You get white (laughs) and black pudding with your breakfast. (laughs) It's fucking different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. What did you watch this week, Bryn? Well, besides some of the World Cup, uh, I... How I did got you to, like it, by the way? Did you like watching soccer? You know, football is interesting. I uh, Watching all of these movies has me being like more interested culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think the game is very good. <laughs> I, I, I find it pretty boring. You watch two rough ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I watched some of last four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my whole work when I was working at MakerBot, everyone was obsessed with the World Cup. Everyone was watching a lot of it in the in the lab. You know, we were just like, I'd they'd be like, OK, Bryn, something exciting is happening. And like, I'd come over and watch. So I, I, I it's not the first time I've watched the World Cup. This is the second time I've like been peripherally associated with it. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's. It's hard to imagine having the passion that like fever pitch a guy does, you know, mm-hmm. for like, I care about Arsenal. I just, it's a sort of boring game because there's not a lot of scoring. It's sort of hard to see. It's so far away. Yeah. It's tough. I, the the aspect ratio, like the the like when the ball goes in the air, it's always so hard to figure out what's happening with it. And I've been watching for like most of my life, and I still, when the ball goes in the air, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and in that Vox video, 
the guy who was being a nerd and like spreadsheeting out all of the kicks, like TVs weren't good enough for people to tell which leg they were kicking with. So he was like, he was like having to like scan different angles to like figure out. So it's like only recently have we even been able to watch football and be like, oh yeah, this is what happens right? because they're so tiny and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's okay. It's, I, I, I think it's fun because I like when sports are big international like dramas and there's a lot of stuff going on in mm-hmm. the World Cup. But I think the actual game isn't, to me as an American, like not as good as hand egg or basketball. Right. Um, but it's fun. I, I like, it's, all, it's every four years, so you got to watch it. You got to watch it. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll say this. It's way better than the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes, the Olympics sucks. <laughs> the Olympics are boring. There's like only four good games in the Olympics. Yeah, there's like a couple of good games. I will always watch terrible. figure skating every time. Yeah. Happily I don't like that one because there's no point. There's no like, you know, it's too subjective. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm not going to like watch it and be like, I think China was supposed to win that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. just watch it and be like, nice. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. Whoa, big spin. <laughs> big spin. I hope the next one's even bigger. <laughs> Means nothing to me. <laughs> Do a backflip. Okay. This is really well, nice to watch. <laughs> the other thing I watched, uh two things, real quick. Um they released a sequel to the Disney movie that came out in like twenty oh seven Enchanted which was starring Amy Adams and James Marsden. No, no. It's a live action movie about a Disney princess who gets sent to New York as a punishment by the (laughs) evil queen. What? It's really good. Uh, I think it came out. (laughs) It's like some Tucker Carlson shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of, well, they are on a bus and they send her to New York and they're like, they're like, now you have to deal with the hellscape. (laughs) (laughs) The violent murder city. Uh, So she, she's like a, it opens with an animated Disney movie. It's like, it's, it's hand-drawn animation. And Susan Sarandon is the evil step mother and she's like i don't want her to be marry my son so she like tricks her into pushing her down a well and the well leads to times square and so she's stuck in times square she meets a a divorce lawyer who uh who uh saves her him and his like daughter uh save her and like take her home and then she's having he's having like sort of weird relationship troubles with his fiance who's played by indina menzel who actually never sings uh so that's interesting that's crazy Um, (laughs) why would you have her (laughs) i think she sings like a song at the end that's just in the credits Mm. um you've got she's like she's actually really is is like if you if you have her as the actor you've got to what yeah, are you exactly. Doing? Like if you don't have a song even. <laughs> but Amy Adams sings multiple there are multiple songs in the movie, but they're all played for laughs because the first song is she's like, Oh, your apartment's really dirty. And so she like summons all the animals to help clean, but it's like roaches and pigeons and rats and stuff. <laughs> uh and then they're, they're all like gross, but they are actually cleaning. Uh and then they sing like she's like, How do you know you love your girlfriend? And then they she starts singing the song and he's like, Please don't sing stop this but then like all the street performers know the song too and like they do a big number and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> um so it's really interesting and cynical and it has this sort of like 
wink at the uh, camera sort of wink, thing. It's like we're Disney and we know we've been doing this sort of fairy tale like love at first sight thing it's more complicated than that but like you shouldn't be cold and calculated you know there still has to be it's a nice little like kind of rom-com made by disney um i really liked it and then they they made a sequel um and it came out this year and it's like amy adams becomes the evil steps mother or whatever Mm -hmm. um i didn't watch it i rewatched the original (laughs) <laughs> and it's and it's still good uh i thought it was really cute i i hadn't seen it in 10 years or whatever so mm-hmm. i'm gonna watch the sequel probably this week um but i just wanted to rewatch it to what catch else up on. Do, what else do we know about the sequel uh it's like the, amy adams at the end hooks up or ends up not with her prince charming who's trying to save her he's really funny he's played by james marson he ends up with adina menzel mm-hmm they swap at the end. So in the new movie, uh, the normal guy and the Disney princess move out of New York and they move upstate and their daughter's like 10 years older. So she's a teenager now. And she's sort of like mad at them for taking her out of the city. And and so she's sort of rebelling and she meets a, a, a sort of like another lady and Amy Adams kind of turns on her and like gets possessed by an evil stepmother kind of thing. And then they have to like fight that stepmother off or whatever. I don't know. It looks kind of funny and cute. It's called disenchanted. Mm. Um, so excited to watch that. The other thing I watched is I went to the good old movie theater and Ooh. I watched glass onion, um, the knives out sequel. Oh, that's out. Yeah, it's out. Damn. It's in, it's in theaters for exactly one week before mm-hmm. it goes only to Netflix. <laughs> um, it's in theaters for one week until somebody digs up that thing about the trans niece and whatever. Or no, that's that's the um, David Amsterdam. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. What's uh, Amsterdam? Amsterdam is a movie that's coming out that's uh, that director who sexually assaulted his trans niece. David O. Russell, right? We talked David about o. that Russell, when we did yeah. uh, uh-huh. Huckabee's. Uh, oh, I haven't heard about that. No, this is uh, Ryan Johnson who did Knives Out and and Brothers Bloom and mm-hmm. Brick and all those movies. And he um, just ruined Star Wars. That's his problem. Yes, he ruined The Last Jedi, right. Um, but no, he, this is the sequel to Knives Out. It's a new um, Benoit Blanc mm-hmm. mystery. Um, and it's cute. It's, yeah, uh, they're trying to turn him into like a Poirot sort of guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is very bizarre. It, it's a movie that takes place in May 2020. So pandemic exists, is happening. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, Definitely am not trying to actively avoid thinking about that again. <laughs> it's interesting because it's it basically the premise of the movie is that a sort of like Elon Musk stand-in uh, who's played by Edward Norton sends a puzzle box to six of his friends uh, to come to his island and solve his murder as like a murder mystery party for his birthday or whatever. Benoit Blanc gets one, but he didn't send him one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are you here? 
And he's like, I don't know. I'm supposed to solve your murder, I guess. You sent it. You invited me. And so no one knows why Benoit Blanc is there. Uh, it's funny because it starts that he's been like locked up and cooped up and he's like, he wants a case and he's, he feels really like, uh, like ch- champing at the bit to, to, to solve mysteries. Um, and then they get there and they like spray this mysterious substance in their mouth and they're like, no more masks. You're good. <laughs> and so for the rest of the movie, like on the Island, like COVID doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? uh it, it, it kind of makes sense. Cause it's supposed to be like, this didn't like, this didn't affect rich people basically. Yeah. Um, but okay. I mean, sure. Okay. But like, is that really like, does it factor into the plot at all? Otherwise, that COVID is happening? Yeah. I can't, I, not really. It's really bizarre. That's um, so fucking annoying then. <laughs> uh, it's weird that it takes place then. I guess the point is just that he's cooped up and they're all like texting each other and they want to get away. And so they go to the island or whatever. Yeah. Because they're, they're like solving it over Zoom or whatever, like on FaceTime. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a sort of similar like social commentary about the rich and how they're fucking people over. S- similar to Knives Out, it's just very on the nose this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot funnier, uh, and slapstickier. I think its biggest downfall is that it 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 knows you watched the last movie (laughs) and so it's just throwing you red herrings Mm. like halfway through the movie the entire premise of the movie changes and you're like oh doesn't that kind of happen in the first one too a little bit i mean the what's interesting about the first one i think is that it takes the idea of a murder mystery and then shows you a lot of the information you think you're supposed to have but then the mystery is actually a different thing and this kind of does that, but it does it by really just withholding like half of the information. Mm. Um, but then once you have all the information, it's still really interesting. And you're like, oh, well, then what is the answer? Um, and then the answer, well, I won't say too much for fear because it's a puzzle movie, you know, and you'll see it in a week because it'll be on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's it's not as good as Knives Out. Um sure it does i mean how could it be and i think on one hand it's sort of uh disappointing that it's not it's not quite as good and doesn't have, feel as poignant but it's also i think a good idea to just be like you know what this one's funnier and more fun to watch and a little goofier and more on the nose and it's still a good mystery so it, it's like if if you think of it more as like episode two, mm-hmm. still a good show. Did I'm it uh, show. did it feel like it was <laughs> worth the half a billion dollars they paid to to do it? <laughs> I, the movie I think I've seen what I've seen is that it's uh it's doing extremely well okay. in the theater, and that if it had done if they had like let it be in theaters for longer like the normal month or whatever it probably would have done almost as good as like pre-covid numbers okay um and people think it's a pretty stupid idea that they have only put it in for they just didn't have like the balls to 
put it back in theaters for like a full month because it's just a little Knives Out movie. Well, and it's like but, Netflix. It's for them, you know. Right, exactly. So uh, it's an interesting experiment. I think that he's a really fun character. If you like Daniel Craig doing that Foghorn Leghorn detective, it's chock full of it. <laughs> like if you liked his character and you want more Knives Out, it's de- this is definitely it. And it's uh, it's fun. And also Janelle Monet, or that is who it, that character is, right? Um, the the new girl in it, uh, one of the characters, ends up being, uh, I think it's Janelle Monae. Uh, she's really, really good. Um, why am I? Yeah, it is. Uh, she's great. Her character is really good, and her acting is incredible. Everyone else is so over the top. It's hard of hard to be like great job because they're like cartoon characters of rich people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought I thought I would. I think it's worth watching on Netflix. I don't think you need to rush out and to the theater and see it. But people are just because it's a nice, fun, easy to easy to go down Thanksgiving movie. So it functions for what it is. Yeah. All right. And now let's get into our feature presentation, The Damned United. Yes, The Damned United, a 2009 the bloody football 2009 flick by Tom Hooper. Tom Hooper, written by Peter As, Morgan. You know Tom Hooper from Cats. <laughs> director, famous director of Cats. Yes. And The King's Speech, Academy Award-winning Best Picture King's Speech. Yep. Um <laughs> This is a movie about, well, you know him and love him, Brian Clough. Brian Clough. Uh, <laughs> who apparently is some sort of Michael Jordan-esque character in, uh, in, in Britain. A wildly, um, uh, wildly successful uh, head coach, manager, yeah. as they call them over there. Uh, yes. So... This movie, uh, I have to say, the experience of watching this movie was so bizarre <laughs> mm-hmm. because I did not understand what I was watching. Um, and I almost want to recommend that if you don't know anything about soccer and, and and sports celebrities in England, just watch this movie and don't listen to what it's about. Because it's kind of it, the experience of figuring out what this movie is literally in the end credits was so fun and jarring <laughs> that I like double liked it uh in retrospect. Great. Um so So it seems like we're more positive on this one just from the get go than we were on uh, I'm gonna on yeah Fever spoilers Pitch. I liked this movie. Great. Um, <laughs> so if you don't if you want to have that very one of the oddest movie going experiences I've had in the course of doing this show, just like <laughs> I, it's hard to explain how like mind blown I was when I realized what I was watching. Uh, s- just watch it and then listen to this. Like it's a, you know, like a, like a movie club podcast. Uh, so, but now we'll tell you what it's about. You want to explain what it's about? No, you should. <laughs> okay. 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 So I want to say it's so crazy. So it's, this is a movie about a guy well, wait, let me give it like, I'll, I'll give like a really quick broad strokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, broad strokes. Brian Clough is is a legendary uh, <laughs> English manager of, of, of football teams. 
He uh, he works with Derby County. He works with Leeds United. He works with Nottingham Forest. Those are his three big teams. Uh, one of the only well, one of like the only the managers to ever uh, like consistently get teams promoted out of lower leagues the way that he did. He did it like multiple times with multiple clubs. One. Uh, European championships uh, with Nottingham Forest twice, I think it was, maybe back-to-back years, times, something yeah. crazy like that. He's like um, the winningest coach yeah, in history. extremely wildly successful, influential head coach, uh, has a long-term um, partnership with this guy, Peter Taylor. So that's who this movie's about. And the story of this movie is uh, kind of two different tales one is of his extremely short-lived job as the head coach of leeds united who are at the time the greatest team in england and he works for them for like 19 days and then gets fired and it doesn't work out and it's really shitty and uh it's just a short-term little blip job and uh and the, the movie is mostly about those 19 days mm-hmm. just to be clear most of the movie is the years before this where he develops his rivalry with the head coach of Leeds United and he's working with Derby United, uh, right? Derby United, Derby and Derby United. And then he Derby County, brings them. I they are actually Derby County. Sorry, not United Derby County. <laughs> and he United. brings, right. He brings them to be a really great team and win some sort of championship yeah, or whatever. They're like a shitty dirt ball, little, you know, middle of nowhere team that doesn't seem to be doing a whole hell of a lot. He builds them up to be one of the greatest in England solely in an effort to spite the head coach of Leeds United, Don Revy, who he believes has wronged him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't shake his hand or whatever. Because he doesn't shake his hand one time. <laughs> and the whole movie is about him like committing himself and succeeding in becoming the greatest manager of all time. Uh, right. solely because a guy didn't shake his hand. Uh, and that's kind of the B-plot of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, then yeah. at the end, it's about, you know, uh, it's 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 really about his partnership with Peter Taylor and how that was kind of the thing that was missing for him was that it's, it's all about partnership, not just about him alone. So, yes. Bryn, walk us in more detail through the story <laughs> of The Damned United, please. Okay. <laughs> So you've got this guy, right? And he is a lowly coach. He, uh, he's, he's, he's taking over for uh, Cole Meany, who is, I know as O'Brien from Star Trek, Deep Space, or yeah, Deep Space Nine. And um, he is going to coach England, which is the team that fights in the World Cup. Yeah. Right? He's taking the, the big, England job, the big, the big job. world one, the big job. Um, and so he's replacing him with this guy. And so it's, that's it seems Don like, Ravi. right. So in my perception of this movie, it is about a guy who is an underdog and this is his first big shot at something mm-hmm. big and important. And the movie appears to be about failing at that. And then finding that the real glory is working with your bro and not betraying your friend and not being too, not being so passionate that you, you know, you, you betray his trust and they have a real good chemistry. They really did 
this guy, uh, Peter, uh, a little dirty, I think, by casting Peter Pettigrew. I know the real uh, guy is actually a lot more much handsome. more handsome. And yeah. He has a nice mustache. And but Peter very Pettigrew prim and is a very good actor, so I, I great, understand so. why they did it. Maybe they just couldn't find somebody who looked enough like him. Right. He's also in Enchanted as the uh, henchman. <laughs> so I, I had just watched a movie with him in it. Uh, well. It sucks because Michael Sheen does actually look a great deal like Brian Clough in real life. Um, yes. Uh, and he is just incredible. Incredible he's performance. He's unreal in this movie, right? Unbelievable. How he's great one is... of the most magnetic performances you've ever seen. One of uh, my favorite scenes in like movies period like one of one of like the really nicest little scenes in this movie and it's such a small little moment is like really early on when him and his family are gathered around the radio hearing the draw for the fa cup and you know it's all just like manchester united will play birmingham city and then lee uh uh, derby county will play and they're all like shh everybody shut up shut up that's us that's us us." leeds united and they're all so excited and he like picks up the phone and it's the chairman and he's like he's like throw the fish and chips in the bin we're going into town tonight like it's such a nice beautiful little like character moment to just be like this is where he was at like he was really excited that like the opportunity had presented itself just to play the team just to like be near really famous football guys was like huge for him right so in my perception of this movie, we've got an underdog going to this thing and then failing. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, you realize that this is a movie that is basically about Michael Jordan's baseball career. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. The idea is like, no, he's actually the greatest coach of all time. You just don't get to see that. Right. You that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about the dark period. Mm-hmm. And and so it'd be like if you made a movie about Michael J- Jordan. It's Space Jam. You know, being good for a second <laughs> and then having like this weird dark period and then being like going back to 45 and be like, will he ever be good? And then the movie ends when he like him and Dennis Rodman and Scotty Pippen are like, we're going to do it together. <laughs> yeah. But and you, then, it's, and then it's roll credits. And the text just says, by the way, they end up being the greatest team ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I was so blown away by that realizing that, Oh, this isn't a story about a guy who failed. It's just a small dark period in the greatest coach of all yeah. time. history. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. I can't believe that. And it's like, oh yeah. And then he won two like two times the most anyone's ever won with Nottingham Sherwood Forest or whatever the hell. Nottingham Forest, uh, yeah. And and, and and then he never gets they never give him the England job or he never wants it or whatever yeah. whatever reason it is that he's never the England coach, you know, like they, really they just stick that. that in at the end where they're just like, and he's the greatest coach England never had, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, that was so bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I love that it, this movie is like so firmly on Brian Clough's side. Like this whole movie, like he is such a piece of shit throughout the whole movie. <laughs> he's so mean. He's so annoying. Like Peter Taylor <laughs> is completely right when he's like, he's like, Brian, stop what you're doing (laughs) of course stop doing this stuff you're a terrorist (laughs) you're ruining my life (laughs) of course he's so he's he's terror i mean he's just so singularly 
obsessed with Destroying getting what he wants. Don Revy. <laughs> yeah, killing Don Revy in the heart. And I guess like just like, he doesn't even really want to be the coach for Leeds. No, no, he no. Just, no. He wants to like stick it to Ron- Don Revy. Yeah, the moment he gets there, he's like completely lost interest in it. Like the moment he steps on the ground, he's just like, uh, "I'm gonna tell you guys all off, uh, just like the stuff that I say <laughs> in my personal life. I'm just gonna say like, hey, you suck. You hurt people a lot. That's really bad. Uh, you yeah, should you're pass better. Cheating. You suck. Uh, <laughs> you guys all cheat. I hate you all. And uh, I guess I'll see you guys in a month when I get fired." <laughs> but it's like kind of sick <laughs> like you're always like dude brian Clough, you rule you fucking rule movie. brian <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the movie doesn't really portray him as like a super good father or husband like it's not no. really interested in that but it's also not like oh he was a bad you know it's not trying to get drama out yeah, of he's him. he's not a piece of shit. He's with no, his he's kids a, a nice fair amount. He brings guy. them with him places. Like, uh, his son, Nigel, ends up also being a pretty successful manager. Can you imagine naming your kid Nigel? That would I know, be so right? cool. <laughs> well, it's very funny, like, knowing that these are real people and these are, like, you know, famous people in particular to, like, notice how often he says, like, come on, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Nigel. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, so the movie is uh, it really took me off guard because I didn't understand what the structure of the story was, uh, not knowing who he was. When you saw this movie, did you know who Brian Clough was? No, not at all. Okay, uh, so this is like the second or third time you've seen it, yeah? I think second, yeah, yeah, maybe um, third. So, yeah, it it was it did take me really off kilter, and I really liked it for that reason. Um, but just to say other stuff about it, uh, Tom Hooper, this is his second film. Mm-hmm. I think he basically considers it his first film. The first movie he actually made was like some made for TV sci-fi bullshit that he didn't really, I think he phoned in, but, uh, this one, uh, he, I love his style when he is doing his like real British style. This movie is gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Some, some of the most beautiful shots of England in the seventies, just like the set dressing. Yeah, he. This I guy love how nasty loves. stuff looks. I love how like not afraid he is to be like England's kind of disgusting, and it's yeah, great, especially in the Midlands and the North where they are. Yeah, like the 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 Derby County stadium just looks like absolute shit like it's falling apart yeah it, all the wood yeah, is made of like corrugated metal and like like <laughs> wood that's like barely holding on to the paint anymore uh-huh. the pitch is always these... just like mostly mud <laughs> but he's just doing these beautifully framed like almost like uh pt anderson style like wide shots where people are like tiny in the frame or and people just like spilled so much ink over his style when the King's speech won. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's very similar uh, where the King is like, it's mostly a shot of wallpaper and the King is like in the lower corner and he's like barely see the top of his head or whatever. Yeah. Um, he, this is his style and it's just really when it's, when it works, I think it's really affecting. I think he knows when it's funny and he knows when it's kind of, we want to show the character being 
sort of alienated from people or trying to do like he's just his visual storytelling is i think probably really underrated um, he's like um he's like uh uh he's like dark wes anderson yeah yeah well he's with he's these like, sort of a, like big like like wide shots of like like he loves like patterns and stuff i'm thinking in this moment of like the shot of um it's like the the hot tub room with like all the tile wall and stuff and then you just like kind of see uh uh sheen's hand come out and he's like scrubbing the tile and then like you see his head come out (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh do you know about kitchen sink realism Mm-hmm. Like Brit- yeah. the British shit. I feel like he's really interested in like refining that idea into like postcards. Yeah, very much. Uh, I, I I feel like his stuff has this v- really refined kitchen sink. Like it's, it's a, uh, it's almost like incongruous, but that those opposites make it really jarring and interesting looking. Yeah. Um, there are a couple weird, like Nicholas Winding Refn, like bisexual lighting moments when he's like on the phone at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I didn't get why that was lit that I way. I think it's. I mean, I think you picked it up perfectly. I think there's something a little bit sexual happening. Like, I do think that there is something. Yeah. Like at some stage, because like something about this movie that's really important to understand too is that like it is not a fully true story. Like there are okay there are beats that are true basically it's it's based on a novel that to my understanding is like a guy's interpretation of like you know he's like an outsider he's not you know he's not embedded within darby county he doesn't know what's happening in the locker room and shit you know Mm -hmm. so like he's just somebody who sees the beats on television who sees you know a press conference where uh, Brian Clough has a lot to say about Don Revy for some reason, you know, <laughs> like, and then he's like, what is up with that? And he like, kind of like, he kind of like pieces these things together and like creates a narrative that he thinks is like plausible, probably pretty dramatic. You know, there's a lot of like, basically everybody who's depicted in this movie has like sued them at some point. Um, like <laughs> well, Brian, it says Brian Clough's on... family hates it. Don Revy's family hates it. Like he, they hate the movie. Mm hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, the movie didn't make any money. It uh, it made less than half its budget back. Wow. Uh, the You're book, right. Like the book is like a fucking like an albatross around the neck of the publisher. Like they're constantly losing money from <laughs> lawsuits because <laughs> it's just like it's like mostly fake, but the actual football stuff is real. So it's like like people like it a lot, but it's like. You know, it's a, it's a very salacious sort of a like ginning up of the story, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it says like they're all like this is absolute nonsense. But what were we? Uh, how did we get onto this? I forgot already. Uh, the the bisexual lighting. Yes, so I think that like stuff like that is like him taking liberties at like like this revenge quest that Brian Clough is on. Like, what is it really about? You know, like is there sort of like a little bit of a like. Like is he kind of like getting off on like how much he can ruin leads while he's there, you right? Know? And he's calling Don Revy, being like, "Oh, you're loving this, aren't you? You fucking wish that you could watch me fail, you piece of shit. You love you watching me git. fuck up." And Don Revy's like, "Don't call me again. <laughs> Don't ring here. Don't ring here again." <laughs> Uh, 
British people are wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, it it definitely is really reveling in the drama here, and I guess taking a lot of liberties. I don't really know the story, and I honestly don't care. One thing I I found really strange is: do the coaches sit in the locker room? What does a coach do? I, well, I thought um, that <laughs> most of the time like, they're on the they're on the sideline. They're they're in the little box yelling, and you see that a lot in this. When like you see him, like, oh, he fucking murdered him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then there's that one scene where, where he's hiding like, from the game, he's, yeah, because he's too nervous. Yeah, and then so like, he has Peter Taylor Peter- go out and do the during the match shouting. Oh, okay. He's just too nervous. He can't. He can't bring himself to do it, and so he's hiding away in his little office. I love yeah, that scene though, where you just see him just like fucking stressing out, and like <laughs> then they don't let him off the hook. They like really let that run for a while before you hear the cheers. Yeah, yeah. And I then love like that. he goes out, and Peter is just like mm. making a shitty face, <laughs> and he's like smiles. <laughs> yeah it's a very yeah. good dudes rocking movie between the oh, two of for them sure. for the most part and then peter has a heart attack uh and i don't even know if that happened it doesn't really matter yeah so they get fired because of peter's mania and then they go no, to brian brian sorry well, so brian, brian gets- like brian wants more money for players he wants them to be more ambitious and whatever and the chairman keeps being like no 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 we don't have the money for that no, and no. whatever and, and he's brian the owner, just right yeah and brian goes over his or he's like the chairman of the board like he's one of the ownership group or whatever i don't know i don't know how that shit works but uh <laughs> but he keeps going over his head and signing new players without his go-ahead and eventually he's like, if you ever do that to me again, I'll fucking fire you. And then mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, well, you don't have to fire me because I quit. And then Peter Taylor's in the background is like, Brian, what are you doing? What have you done? What have you done? We what like it here. It's <laughs> like, my favorite place. I love, I I love his, his little moment there because he's just like, he's like, what are you doing? Like, we love this. You love this. Like, yeah, what are you fucking are you stupid? <laughs> like, this is great. You're happy. We're happy. Our families are here. Everything is fine. You don't need to do this. We're top of the league. You know? Right. <laughs> like, what it doesn't hell? get better than this. There isn't another one above us. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Right. And then they do get fired. They're like, well, we fucking accept your resignation. And Peter is wants to kill himself and is so mad. And he's like, all right, fine. We'll just go to the South. We'll go to... Yeah, they go to Brighton. Brighton. They're going to uh, work which, for Brighton and Hove Albion. Right, which is f- 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 my, my favorite line in the movie where Brian says, we're so far South, we're practically in France. Yeah, as uh, you watch like old British people walk by with walkers, which I guess is like a <laughs> thing about Brighton. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What the it's, fuck do I know? <laughs> well, it's really interesting. He's like, I hate being by the ocean or whatever. And it's like these beautiful, like, yeah, it looks British really nice seaside. there. And he's like, this sucks. <laughs> Send me back to Mudlands. <laughs> we're northerners. No, Send me back to, to where just, it looks like winter fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to which I just kept saying in my head, the king in the north. <laughs> yeah. The king in the north. <laughs> Um. It is really funny how much they like, and and that has to be intentional, right? To show like how beautiful Brighton is, and then to have him be like, "We don't belong here. This We're supposed sucks. to be where everything sucks." <laughs> yeah. What so are we gonna do they, down uh, here? 
going to bring another team up to be the champions. And then they have the lovely beach scene and then they fight really bad because he gets offered the Leeds thing and he's like, all right, we should go be the coaches of Leeds. And Peter is like, no, we yeah, just no, we, we just signed Leeds. a contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, don't we just like- signed a contract. We're, we have a job and it's great. And this guy's going to do what we want him to do. And also, by the way, we've spent the last several years hating leads like poison <laughs> and yeah. constantly talking about how much we fucking hate them and everybody who plays there and everybody who works for them. Why would you want to go do that? <laughs> And he's like, I'm not going with you. And then they have a big throwdown argument. He's like, actually, it's me who needs you. You need me. And you'd be nothing without me. And Peter's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And he's like, you're a leech on me. And then they, they have a big blowout argument. It's really sad. And then he then basically the interstitial parts of the movie take place where he goes to Leeds without Peter. And it sucks. And then at the end, he finally gets fired by leads and he's like all right you got to pay me fucking a million dollars i mean it's only like fifty thousand pounds or whatever but apparently it was a lot of money at the time uh and they they fight they pay him off to lead to get the fuck out of there and then he drives to peter's house with his kids and he gets on his hands and knees and grovels to him in a really great scene yeah uh where he's just like i won't beg and and then Peter's like, all right, fuck you. And he's like, I'm begging. <laughs> and he gets out, gets down on his knees. He's like, I'm groveling. And then he's and like, he all right, you better apologize. Baby, take me back. And he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna say baby. He's like, oh, all right, well, you're not gonna say baby. <laughs> he's very clearly just fucking with him. It's, it's <laughs> but he great. deserves it. It's great stuff. It's it's very that scene is so good. The very apology good chemistry scene. between them. By the way, I just looked. Uh, I'm looking at a map right now um, of Darby where uh darby county plays and for whatever reason the place that i zoomed in on uh the first thing that i saw was a road called lara croft way (laughs) what (laughs) i can't fucking believe it (laughs) it must be supposed to be british is she really maybe she's from maybe she's supposed to be from darby yeah maybe maybe she's let's look it up (laughs) because she's supposed to be like a rich british archaeologist or whatever i didn't think i didn't think darby was uh supposed to be a rich place but let's but yeah so so the the ending scene had me believe on the first time i was watching it is that like the whole movie's culminating in them being like hey, we're actually, our friendship and our teamwork is the most important thing. And we're going to hang out in Brighton and just be doing stuff together for the rest of our lives. And that's what's important, even if we never win another thing again. Turns out that's not how it ends. Turns out they're the best team of all time. (laughs) And and they get together and they win Nottingham Forest two times. Uh, And it's great. Incredible, incredible stuff incredible work uh and then there's the interview with the real guys at the end oh yeah they also ambush him on a tv set and make him talk to don reverie and they have a weird like fight yeah that's uh, an interesting scene yeah, and, and it's very an funny too because too. it's like it's like 
Don Revy's like, you are obsessed with me. What's your fucking deal? And, uh, and, and, and he's like, well, how could I not be? What with you not shaking my hand that one time? And he's like, I would never. I would never not shake a hand. And they're like, well, we'll have to agree to disagree. And that's you the end of the did. scene. <laughs> they don't come to a resolution or anything. He doesn't even really get any sick burns on in him. Yeah. It's, it's very bizarre. Uh and I guess that's probably a real TV broadcast they, that you could probably watch. And it's probably pretty similar. I don't know. I sure fucking but, uh, hope so. That would be a weird thing to make up otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then uh, we it, it does the roll credits, basically. And we see them hanging out and winning with Nottingham. And and that's the end of the movie. Uh, so I uh, thought it was a beautiful movie. Beautiful looking movie. Incredibly mm-hmm. acted. All of the actors are at 10 the entire yeah, time really acting just their little cranked, dicks off yeah <laughs> crank to 11 <laughs> very charming uh performance by brian cloth guy michael, michael sheen. sheen um he's really great peter pettigrew is really great um i wish there was a little more soccer yeah <laughs> uh there's not very much football in the football movie yeah, uh, I think part of that is probably budgetary and part of that also is that it's like the 70s and like the game looks so different at that point that I think if you show too much of it, like people would be like, this is so stupid. Why am I watching this? Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, it kind of reminded me of winning time mm-hmm. uh, a little bit uh, in that they kept showing like real footage of the 70s games or whatever. Yeah. Um instead of recreating them and i thought that was cool um i love the texture the movie's like tom hooper in general is like obsessed with texture yeah um and this movie is just rolling in it and it just makes the movie really fun to watch visually as well um so i i I recommend it i thought it was really good i definitely recommend it it looks fucking excellent excellent movie um i don't know if it's real or not it doesn't really doesn't matter, matter. I, I didn't even know this was a real guy until basically halfway <laughs> through the movie uh and i think it's cool to watch it without knowing that um because the movie ends up to me it felt like a movie about sort of mitigating your passion and drive to the point where you don't forget that it's about hanging out with your friends and doing something important that you love to do and having a good life. Yeah, and it, and it's about something that we've talked about a lot, which is like the the product isn't what matters, you know? It's like if 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 you're not having fun doing the thing, then it fucking sucks, you know? And it's and it's he doesn't realize when he gets to Leeds that being the coach of the best team in England isn't cool. Making a team the best team in England is cool. It was yeah, way doing cooler the thing what he, he already was did. doing before. And that's why he goes back to doing that again, you know. Yeah, that shit and it's was what cool. he does best. The journey With rules. His... The destination sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then you're done. There's yeah, no exactly. much to do. There's nothing to do. What are you gonna yeah, do? What, what are you gonna stay die? there? <laughs> Who cares? Seems lame. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I really liked just the whole vibe of the movie. I liked the message of the movie. Um, yeah, really good. Yeah. Uh, this is I, I I have a bad feeling that this is the high point of the World Cup month. <laughs> I don't think so. I think Shaolin soccer is supposed to be really fun. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Uh, uh, and then, so unfortunately, <laughs> I can already tell you Green Street Hooligans is just complete dog <laughs> shit. <laughs> but maybe in a fun way. But maybe in a fun way. I don't remember it being. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. God damn it. We'll All see. Right. Well, that's no, no, the episode. I, mean, it, I think it will be dog shit in a funny way. Okay, good. Well, you have that to look forward to next week, listener, Shaolin Soccer, and then... Green for the Street World Hooligans. Cup final, of course. Green Street And we'll Hooligans. be watching and we'll be watching the World Cup. Uh so until next time, thanks for listening. This has been Generation Loss. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss and you can give us five dollars for a bonus uh episode each week. We've actually added two more tiers for very interesting reasons, which I, I, I recommend just going checking it out yeah. because uh, it's mostly for our patrons already. But I think you might want to go to our patreon.com slash generation loss and check out what those new tiers are because I find them very interesting. Um, but if you do, just on the bare minimum, you can get access to our Discord where we hang out and we watch the movies that we're going to talk about on the show. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GenLossPod. You can follow us individually from there. And until next time... That's movies.